Nice. Love it. Thanks, Cornell. Hey, good morning, everybody. Welcome to PCC. <laughs> Today's a very special day for us. It is uh, VBS Sunday. So you may notice a few changes from our regular routine. So please, your patience is appreciated. Uh, hopefully, it's going to be a, a joy-filled time. And uh, we've got some some great songs from VBS we'd like to share with you a little bit later on. Uh, but this is the theme song for our Vacation Bible School, which was all last week. And uh, we had several volunteers. You may see them with their shirts. Um, if you do see them and you have any questions about VBS, man, ask them, because I'm sure they're going to have some wonderful experiences to share with you guys. But the theme is Discovery on Adventure Island, as you can see from the billboard. And this is the theme song. Okay, let's see if this thing's on. Good morning. It's not on yet, I don't think. I don't, is it might be on mine. Oh, there it is. It is on. Thank you very much, Susan White, for saying yes, it is on. VBS Sunday. Uh, that's stronger than a strong cup of coffee right there. I don't know. Um, we had an amazing week, but I'll get to that in a second. First of all, there's one announcement I think i got to give to you. I was going through my emails halfway through the week, and I got an email from Trellis. And they're doing a prayer walk. And they've just read uh, the leadership team over there at Trellis. Trellis is this nonprofit that unites the church, capital C, uh, to fight the issues of the city of Costa Mesa. And a little trivia, Bruce Merrifield and Tim McCalman are the seeds. They started a prayer group that then grew into Trellis. So... Praise God for my predecessor, Tim McCalman, once again. But they've just read, the leadership team just read a, a book that's really close to my heart. It's called uh, Drawing the Circle by Mark Patterson. Batterson? Patterson. Batterson. I think it's with a B. Um, and he just, he walks through um, the times where the people of God circle something in prayer. And he starts the, the book with a story of this. Is everybody still awake? Yes. Okay, good. Uh, he starts with this, this early revivalist. And they asked him, what's the key to a revival? 
And he says, it's easy. I get a piece of chalk. And I kneel on the floor in my bedroom. And I draw a circle around myself. And then I say, Lord, start a revival within the circle. And so the book starts from that place and goes into the importance of circling things in prayer. And Trellis stumbled across and said, hey, we're going to walk around the city of Costa Mesa on July 23rd, which is this Saturday. And I was like, yeah, I'll walk 17 miles. (laughs) Have you seen me? (laughs) But now I got to walk because somebody said, hey, this is to support you in walking. So, boom, I'm going to wake up at 6, go over there. I might not make the whole way, just a confession. (laughs) If there's a good breakfast place, you might lose Jason. (laughs) But we're going to be praying over the city and raising money to um, actually support a guy named Caton, who they just hired, and then also uh, support the needs of the city. Um, Terry, would you please come up here? Everybody, round of applause, please, for Terry Ewan. I could almost cry just how much I I love this young lady. Uh, When I first preached here, she came up with a bulletin. It's hanging in my office. She drew a tree, and she said, I see roots when I see you. Um, And so I just want to actually... Everybody stand. Give Terry a, a round of, of applause like that fits her. I know. We double duty. We, we, gave, we gave some on Friday. We gave some on Sunday. Do you think Terry's worth it? Do you praise God on a regular basis for the people like Terry and Terry? Me too. I'm just going to pray again. God, I just thank you for this woman's heart that beats for you, Lord Jesus. And I pray that you would continue to use her as a force, as a rudder in this place. And all God's children said, Amen. Amen. Thank you. This is wonderful. Thank you. You're wonderful. Like, if you stay standing, I'm going to call us to worship. <laughs> Smooth like butter. That's not even a thing. Sharp as a marble. Okay. It comes from my call to worship is actually a verse that we said every day. In, uh, over the VBS week, but I'm going to read the second half too. This comes from Isaiah chapter 50, verse 1. Arise, shine, for your light has come and the glory of the Lord rises upon you. See, darkness covers the earth and thick darkness is over the peoples. But the Lord rises upon you and his glory appears over you. Let's worship the Lord in spirit and truth.
sometimes we'll tap. Okay, perfect. Philip set me up. So we've got some pictures. Okay, so thank you so much for the flowers. That's wonderful. And um, But I want to make sure that God gets all the glory in this. Um, when we first said that we were going to do VBS, I had people, so many people come to me and say that they would help. Oh, I'll help. I'll do this. I'll do this. We have people that do the same jobs over and over again, like Ian and Joel and Philip and Sean and the band. Women in the back. Um, oh, here we got some pictures going. So many people came forward. There were 39 people that all gave their time. We did different games. We had fun outside. Um, we had 10 kids participate. We had such a fun time learning about the light of God, the light of Jesus that shines through all of us. That was the whole theme of our adventure island here. And so kids made boxes. They learned about creation. This was a skit that we had going. Robbie and Hannah were the two main characters in the skit, the lighthouse keeper on Adventure Island, and a funny puffin bird that uh, spoke, was a talking bird. Um, we did all kinds of fun stuff. Um, they did their own shirts. So I don't know if any of the kids, some of the kids wore their shirts, but we all did our own shirts. Thanks to the Atkins, um, put in numerous, countless hours to make those shirts happen. Um, these shirts were not part of the program. These were from scratch, us doing it together. That was a laser light show that we were showing in crafts and science time. So that was super cool. <laughs> you know, we let anybody on this campus uh, for VBS, so I don't know. <laughs> we just had a really fun time. We had some rap singing. We had uh, infinity lanterns that never go out. That's these lanterns that you see here. Um, our wonderful band. The youth were here helping outside with all the games to make sure the kids were corralled and, and in between time where they weren't working, they were playing cornhole. So at the church picnic, I'm just warning you, if one of those youth uh, challenged you to cornhole, they've been practicing. I just want you guys to know. Um, this was uh, the story of the four friends that take Jesus up on the, uh, take their friend up on the roof to get him to Jesus, and they were carrying those um, pillows as a part of that. Our mission project with Carlina, these were lanterns, so everybody got to make a lantern and bring it home um, to do. And here we are singing and dancing, having fun with the VBS music, because, you know, that's what you're supposed to do. It's a celebration. And um, there we go, there's a crew. So we just had a really great time, and... uh, (laughs) We had a really great time with everything. Um, and we packed, Carlina, what was the, um, one, a hundred, so you see the bags that we packed here for the mission. So this outreach goes to people, homeless, mostly homeless people um, that come to our church and ask during the week, ask Nora for lunch. That's our wonderful kitchen crew who always fed us, which, of course, you know, (laughs) they feed us. They're our favorites. They give us the food. Um, So this was upstairs in the story time, and um, they put up, um, they did skits, and they did all kinds of different things in the story time room, too. It was really fun. Um, So the kids got to help act out some of the stories and learn about the stories that way. Um, Patty was here. She did a lot of the work ahead of time to get everything ready for the crafts and the science time. Um, Another person that we don't see here very often is Don Beard because he has to be very careful in this time of COVID. He helped with Jeff Elston make all of our Infinity Lantern holders. Um, So they did that. So they were a part of VBS, even though they weren't able to be here during the week. They still wanted to be a part. And um, so we just had a great time. <laughs> it was just a lot of fun. So um, we had a great time. 
and it's always just uh, a lot of fun um, spreading seed, and then we just pray that it's watered, right? So that's all of our jobs now. We get to keep watering and keep spreading and keep watering and keep keep watering. So, okay, we're going to sing some Vacation Bible School songs. If you guys want to come up, you can come up and dance. If you don't, you don't have to. You can sing. The words will be on the board, but for those of us... Oh, wait a minute. I also wanted to say, if you worked on VBS, if you had any part of it, will you stand up, please? Because I think you guys deserve... Everybody deserves a round of applause. So we... Like I said, 39 people put this program together. Um, So that was cool. All right, so we're going to sing some VBS songs. So the words are up on the board, so if you don't know them right away, it's okay. But you can join in whenever you want. So some of the songs that we could, obviously we couldn't do every song that we sung all last week. So we had to narrow it down to three songs. Um, The first song is going to be talking about the uh, what the kids learned about the story of creation, how in six days the uh, God created the world. Second song is a, is a song about uh, what you saw before, where um, the four friends lowered their fifth friend down into the through the roof to get to Jesus. And uh, the the third song is just how we recognize that uh, God God is our Lord and Savior. So here we go, kids. If you uh... okay, kids. The adults don't really know all the words. They need your help. Okay. So sing, sing boldly. Here we go.
stop us from coming to Jesus. Ain't nothing gonna stand in our way. We'll do everything. Just to get to Jesus. Busting through the roof in faith. Busting through the roof just to get to Jesus. As we know with peace, amazing faith. There's place and peace. Everything we ever need, our heart restores. We find everything we need and more in Jesus. Jesus busted through the roof just to get to get to Jesus. Jesus busted through the roof just to get to get to Jesus. Nobody can stop us from coming to. through the roof just to get to Jesus cause we know with his amazing grace there's life and peace and everything we ever need our heart restores find everything we need in mind Jesus Jesus first through the roof just to get to get to Jesus Yeah. 
you, Lord. Okay. <clears throat> now we'll quiet our hearts <laughs> and uh, continue with our traditional part of our worship and the prayer of confession. In the first letter of John, we read, My little children, I am writing these things to you so that you may not sin. But if anyone does sin, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ the righteous, and he is the atoning sacrifice for our sins. We know that we sin, and trusting in God's mercy, let us confess our sin against God and neighbor. Almighty and merciful God, we have erred and strayed from your ways like lost sheep. We have followed too much the devices and desires of our own hearts. We have offended against your holy laws. We have left undone those things which we ought to have done, and we have done those things which we ought not to have done. O Lord, have mercy upon us. Forgive those who confess their faults. Restore those who are penitent according to your promises declared to the world in Christ Jesus our Lord. And grant, O merciful God, for his sake, that we may live a holy, just, and humble life to the glory of your holy name. Amen. Christ does not call us to be perfect, only willing, willing to grow in love for God and others. God knows our weaknesses and loves us still. God has sent Christ to die for our sins, the righteous for the unrighteous, and God's forgiveness is there to all who call upon God's name in penitence and humility. Trust the promises of God, for in Jesus Christ we are forgiven. Amen. Continue in our sermon series on lift uh, called "Lift Up Your Gaze." I don't know if I um, told you the story about how I came to that. I used to be a runner back in the skinny days. Uh, I was a cross country runner, and I was uh, not very good. But as I got like uh, around my junior year. We had a really good runner on our team, a guy named Rob Fisher. He was number one in Orange County. And um, he, he crushed the varsity race and then was watching me run the JV race. And then afterwards he said, okay, can I give you a couple tips just as a, a fellow runner? He said, lift up your head. Lift up your head and throw your shoulders back and drop your arms a little bit. And the next... The next race I did, that was the best race of my f- feeble career. And uh, it was actually the same day I found out my mom was pregnant with my, my little brother, 17 years younger than me. So it stands in that lessons that are seared on your heart. You know what I mean? That's one of those. Um, so whenever, I don't know, that's what the sermon series is about. And we've been going through the lectionary texts of... Lifting our gaze, drawing our eyes up 
to our Lord and Savior, Jesus the Christ. We've been doing some Old Testament texts where we're drawing our eyes up to our Heavenly Father. Um, We've been in Colossians. We hop back today. This is a different type of lifting up our eyes. Um, This is one of perspective. You ever lose the forest because of the trees, right? It's easy to do down here. Um, And we're going to go to the gospel writer of Luke and just a little bit about Luke before we read the text and study it. It's a brief text, so it'll be a brief sermon, right? It's corollary. Uh, Luke was a doctor. He wrote a two-part book, Luke and Acts. Um, Most people think, most scholars think, that his source was Mary, the mother of Jesus herself. And um, there's kingdom of God stuff all throughout it. And right before this, Jesus gives the parable of the Good Samaritan. And he's teaching kingdom principles. He's teaching, if you make me king, Jesus speaking, things will radically change. It's a different... It'll redefine your definition of neighbor. That's what the point of the Good Samaritan is. A good neighbor is one who helps anyone, man, woman, child, any socioeconomic background, because they're a fellow human. They're a fellow creation of God. So let's look at this little, this little incident in Luke chapter 10, starting in verse 38. Now, as they went on their way, he entered a certain village where a woman named Martha welcomed him into her home. She had a sister named Mary who sat at the Lord's feet and listened to what he was saying. But Martha was distracted by her many tasks, so she came to him and asked, Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me to do all the work by myself? Tell her, then to help me. But the Lord answered, Martha, Martha, you are worried and distracted by many things. There is need of only one thing. Mary has chosen the better part, which will not be taken away from her. This is the word of the Lord. First, they're on their way. How much of the story of Jesus in the Gospels and the story of the church is we're on our way? I just identify with that. This is a just heart-to-heart pastor of PCC to PCC people. I feel there's a cloud of transition. I feel like there's a cloud of confusion. And I'm waiting for the Spirit to show up amongst our leadership and amongst us to show us which direction to point. We're on our way. Let's just touch on one. Um, Mary and Martha. Okay. Mary and Martha. We find out in John, because they're mentioned in John, the gospel of, that they live in Bethany. Why is that important? It's not Jerusalem. It's a couple miles away from Jerusalem. Jesus is teaching kingdom of God principles and teaching a foundational one in the fact that this is a realm. You make Jesus king, Jeff, at your house over in Costa Mesa, 
you're in the kingdom of God. Simultaneously, I'm over at Huntington Beach. I make Jesus the king of my life. We're both in the kingdom of God. Susan White over in Newport Beach, you make King Jesus the king of your life. We're all in the same realm. City boundaries have nothing to do with it. King Jesus is king everywhere. You make him king, he's there. We learn also in John that Mary and Martha are Jesus' friends. Let that sink in for a bit. Name a couple friends out loud. Bill, I got a Scott. These two women are friends with Jesus the Christ. Friends. That's just cool. <laughs> There's no real application to that. I just think that's cool. There's a, that's a cool truth to this, this story. Martha, on the surface, what's her problem? She's worried. She's doing stuff. Is there stuff wrong with being, like, is there something wrong with doing? Absolutely not. That's not, the, that's not what the story is teaching. The story is not teaching that the Marthas in this room are evil. <laughs> you know, because I have a couple Marthas in my life, and praise God, because nothing would get done if there weren't Marthas, right? Dallas Willard says, grace isn't opposed to effort. Grace is opposed to earning. That's her problem. She has the same problem as the, the older son in the prodigal son story. Uh, right? The older, brother, the older brother's like, I was here the whole time. Where's my party? You killed a pig for this little punk? He, stole our, he took all our money and spent it. Martha comes into the room and says, what the heck? I'm doing the dishes. My sister's just hanging out at your feet. That's on the surface. But this, this story is more radical than that. What's the real problem? N.T. Wright says the real problem was that Mary was behaving as if she were a man. Did you hear that, women? This is feminism 101. This is Jesus standing up for the women in the room. Right? My wife's really proud of me right now. <laughs> she's really proud of me. And she's smiling for me to hear. Uh, listen to that. Jesus is a radical teacher. Jesus is the, is the Son of God, wrapped in flesh, and he's teaching these, these kingdom of God principles. And what's this one? It doesn't matter whether you're a man or a woman. When it comes to the salvation story, what is Mary doing right? What is Mary doing right? The Son of God, the Alpha and the Omega, is in her living room. Culture is saying, women, stay in the, the kitchen, wait for a guy to show up to teach you about what he's teaching. Mary says, nah, uh, 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 uh. Same God made Scott, same Mary, well, made me Mary. I'm not Mary. That got confusing. <laughs> but she walks in and she says, I'm going to sit at the Lord, my God's feet. And I'm going to have him tell me himself what this whole story is about. Why did so-and-so die? Why is this place so messed up? Think of the answers that she's probably getting. Right? She's cutting through the middleman. She, literally. She's, she's sitting. And that's what the posture of kneeling at someone's feet screams. Teach me. Teach me. My wife read this because we often read this and discuss it earlier on in the week. And she says, I think it's even more than that. 
I think she's enjoying him. Right? Enjoying him. How do we enjoy Jesus? One of my favorite musicians, I always talk about him. His name's Jack White. He's a band, White Stripes, Ray Contours. He's a bunch of bands. Um, I once saw a docu- like one of his documentaries, and he's, he says in order to, he loves the live experience, and he loves to draw out talents that he doesn't even know he has. And so he puts little traps. He puts a pick, like way behind something. Or he puts uh, like a capo behind something else. And he'll be playing, and his capo will fall off, or his guitar pick will fall on the ground. And he, he actually enjoys those moments where he, can, he has to play with his, his, his fingers until he can find one of those picks he's laid around. I tell you that story because we need to lay traps for ourselves to worship Jesus the Christ. To enjoy him. What's your primary way that you're going to learn at the feet of Jesus? It starts with a B, ends with an eyeball. <laughs> right? Bible. That's it. Put, how many Bibles do you have in your house? How many are dusty? Don't, don't even answer right now. <laughs> I'm a pastor and I'll get angry at you. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, put them around your house. Put them, it might be as simple as putting a Bible somewhere on your coffee table right in front of your TV, right next to your remote. Make sure, sometimes when I'm leaving, the, if I want to remember something, I'll put it on this, the entryway table and I'll put my car keys on top of it. And I'll say, I, I can't leave this house without that. Put that with the Jesus, with the Jesus book. And like, look in the Gospels. Get yourself, if you don't have enough Bibles, I'm always in favor of buying more Bibles or finding more Bibles. There's Bibles all over this place. They have red-letter editions. Challenge yourself to become a red-letter Christian this year. Studying the red letters, the the words of Jesus, learning at at the feet of Jesus. How else? How else can we enjoy Jesus? Because there has to be more than one way, right? Get around people that are friends with Jesus. There's a couple in this room. That's a lot of what we do to hear, right? Right, Mark? We come together every week. Sometimes it's a hospital. Because we just need to be healed by one another in this Holy Spirit. Sometimes we get our marching orders. It's go, go out and do stuff. Today I'm calling you to come together and be learners of Jesus together. While I was on vacation, went over to my friend's house up in Pasadena, and I, I stumbled across a disciple of Jesus, a friend of Jesus, and everybody else was talking about the sports games and stuff like that, and me and this this gentleman named Chris were screaming at the top of our lungs over the mariachi band. I don't know why there was a mariachi band there. <laughs> we're yelling over the mariachi band how amazing King Jesus is. You get around people like that. And if you don't have people like that, become a person like that. Sometimes it's as simple as hearing me say to you, put down the dumb little task. And spend some time with Jesus. And all God's people said, let's let's sing a hymn of response.
<laughs> you couldn't memorize that fast? I'm kidding. Please be seated. And that's the part where we continue in our worship. And for those of you at home, you send your tithes and offerings to Presbyterian Church of the Covenant, Costa Mesa, California, 92628. For those of us here in the sanctuary, there's offering plates in the back. Um, this morning's tithes and offerings are now received. Before we get going, um, I really want to make sure that, that uh, God's time, talent, and treasures are recognized in, in the form of this band. And we've shown some slides for people uh, the, in the band. And the band doesn't just include all the people holding instruments. It's the guys in the back also, <laughs> Sean and Philip. Okay, they are just as much as part of the band. So they, they celebrate with us. And if there's any complaints, well, you know, they suffer that too. So, um, but praise the Lord that we have people that are here that can help lead not only today in worship, but help lead our kids in worship. And some of these guys, as you saw, are, are musicians outside of this arena. And, and I just want to make sure that everybody knows and they, and that they are giving their time as volunteers. They are working this, their rehearsals. And uh, being here five nights in a block and on Sunday, some of these guys had gigs over the weekend before VBS and yesterday. And tonight, they are coming here and committed for us, for the kids, for our Lord, right? And this is the same Lord that we've been teaching about the kids, about the, being the light. And one of the songs that we sung during the week is called My Light House. And it just talks about how he's the light that's going to shine, and, and we are to, to see it, and then it guides us through all of our troubled times. And I'm just going to be very, really transparent with you guys. I've been singing all week. My voice is probably at about 40% right now. <laughs> so I could sure use your help. So let's teach you guys the lyrics. So the chorus is... My lighthouse, my lighthouse, shining through the darkness, I will follow you. My lighthouse, my lighthouse, I will trust the promise. You will carry me safe to shore. Okay? And it goes like this. My lighthouse, my lighthouse, shining in the darkness, I will follow you. My lighthouse. My lighthouse, I will trust the promise. You will carry me safe to shore. Safe to shore. Safe to shore. Safe to shore. Here we go. Wrestling in my doubts, in my failures, you won't walk out. Your great love will lead me through. You are the peace in my troubled sea. Oh, you are the peace in my troubled sea. All right. The silence won't let go. Your truth will hold Cause your great love will Lead me through You are the peace In my troubled sea You are the peace In my troubled sea Here we go Let's go. 
psalm of mine is Psalm 40. And it starts out, I waited patiently for the Lord, and he inclined to me and heard my cry. He drew me up from the desolate pit out of the miry bog and set my feet upon a rock, making my steps secure. He put a new song in my mouth a song of praise to our God. Many will see and fear and put their trust in the Lord. When I read this psalm, the word that always jumps out to me is the word inclined. And when I think of someone inclining, it's like if you wanted to hear the soft voice of a child or if someone was just speaking softly, you would put your hand behind your ear and you would incline to them to hear, to hear every word that they have to say. That is how the Lord inclines to us when we come in prayer. And I also read when Solomon prayed at the temple, At the dedication, he asked God, Now, oh my God, let your eyes be open and your ears attentive to prayers from this place. As we go to our time in prayer, we also ask that of our God. Pray with me. We pause this morning, oh God, and in pausing, find you. Come into our hearts as we lay before you our concerns for ourselves and for the world community. From what diverse humanity you built your church, O Lord. Shape and reshape your church to serve the needs of the present day and to be ready for the days ahead. Help us to understand that the church is not the building we meet in or even the denomination we are part of, but the people who meet here. We are the church, and our goal is to bring the good news to all the earth, starting with our little corner here. We give thanks for this week of VBS, for the many volunteers who participated and led and for the children who came and heard your word and were immersed in your love. May their lives be touched forever. Summer is very much here, and with it the hot weather, travels, tourists, vacation. We enjoy the Orange County Fair and the Chargers, and we see many travelers to our area. May their stay and time with us be memorable and fun and safe. Help us to warmly welcome all visitors, for we never know when we might be entertaining angels unaware. We pray for safe journeys for all who travel by whatever means, and we pray for relief from the heat 
and the drought that is depleting the nation. Help people find safe refuge, especially the homeless and those without cooling in their homes. May neighbors show their love for each other and take it upon themselves to check on others that they are well. Compassionate God, we pray this morning for all who are in need. We pray for those who are sick and need to be made well. We pray for those recovering from surgery. We pray for those suffering in the heat. We pray for the weak and infirm that they may receive strength. We pray for the lonely that you send companions. For those who are nearing the end of their life, we pray for comfort and peace on the journey. We pray for all undergoing treatments and therapies that they may be successful and bring healing and relief. And we pray for those whom we hold silently in our hearts. We pray, too, for those in financial need, especially at this time when prices of so many necessary items are difficult for some to manage. We pray for the needy of our community and those who come to our church doors seeking help. Help them to receive as they need, for you defend the cause of the poor and give deliverance to the needy. Gracious God, because you have called us your children, we are bold to ask for what we need, confident in your goodness through faith in our Lord Jesus Christ, who taught us to pray, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. (laughs) Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts, as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. And now I invite you to stand for the singing of our final hymn.
Thanks for joining us this morning. I'll send you out with this benediction. May God's face shine upon you. May the power and the presence of the Holy Spirit guard and keep you. And may the peace of Christ, which transcends all understanding, guard your heart and your mind today, tomorrow, and forevermore. May it be so. Amen.